Adulting is a roller coaster of really high highs, low lows, and everything in between. If you are in the thick of this ride and changing your mind every two seconds about whether you are enjoying it or not, you're in the right place. Every two weeks, join the Adulting Out Loud hosts as we talk through our experiences as certified adults, offering each other encouragement, inspiration, and a good laugh. We hope to leave you feeling refreshed and ready to face everything adulting has in store for you. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Adulting Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Yunia, and I'm joined by Carol. Hi, Carol. Hey, Yunia. How, How are, are you? you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine as well. Yeah, we are glad to be back in your earbuds today. And we are joined by a guest today, Dr. Naomi, we're talking about adulting and health. One way that I knew that I was surely in the thick of adulting, Carol, is those Tell random, random back Checks. pains. <laughs> like, you're just there, minding your business, living your life as a young person, and then, boom, a back pain. You're like, where is this back pain coming from? What is happening? How old am I? Yeah. And she's just here to give us insights on how we can care for our bodies. You're welcome, Naomi. Thank you so much, Yumi and Carol. Who is Dr. Um, Naomi? So Naomi is a doctor. Um, my mother to two beautiful children, six years and three years, um, married. Um, apart from that, I do other things. Um, mainly, um, enjoying planning. I don't know that you know that. I like planning things. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's one other thing apart from just the medical part of it all. Yeah. yeah. Naomi in a nutshell. Oh, that's nice to know, Naomi. So would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? I think I have moments of both, but probably maybe most of the moments I'm an extrovert. Are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, goodness. I am not a morning person. I am such a late person. Oh, I struggle with my mornings. I don't want to wake up. Uh, so I do most of my stuff actually late into the night. I don't mind night shifts. Like, I, like mm. I don't mind evening shifts running into the evening mm-hmm. or into the night. But I have problems with morning shifts. Mm. I don't want to wake up. So, yeah, I prefer night evening more than morning. Yeah, so Naomi, um, we are catching up with you today about health as young adults and I guess our first question to you is what habits can we practice now that will ensure good health for us now and also when we are older so health health is one uh, very um, important thing as we get older or even as we are in this journey of adulting and taking care of of very many other things Um, so some of the habits that we need to have really like taking some good amount of water every day. Um, and this water is um, the amount of water that we take or is expected to take depends um, between two to three liters. Generally, it all depends with the weight, the higher you are in your weight, the more water to take. Um, 
in a day. So this is some of the habits. The other one is eating healthy. So and eating healthy is variable in our different areas. Um, so what is healthy uh, or what is easily available is different from geographical regions. So we need to be able to eat healthy foods. Um, uh, so when you say healthy foods, that means we have to have all the three food groups. So you need to have enough of the carbohydrates, enough of the vitamins, and even enough of the proteins. Uh, half of the plates should actually be of vegetables, and then uh, the other half should be the proteins and the and the and the carbs. So that and practice the healthy plate. Let me call it the healthy plate. And then our eating habits, also in terms of our timing of. Meals. Uh, so your meals, which meals you take paramount importance in. But then this, I also think, is a bit variable. Variable in terms of um, what are we doing with our lives? In terms of is it a busy schedule? Is it a busy schedule during the day? Is it a busy schedule during the night? So what is your actually most important meal uh, by by your by in terms of your timing of most busiest part of the day. So generally it's taken that breakfast is at the beginning. So if you're doing night shifts, then breakfast is in the evening because that's when your day is beginning. So it's all like breakfast should just be at the beginning of your day. It's not necessarily morning. Really? Wow. At the beginning of your day. So if you're going for a night shift, your breakfast cannot be 7 a.m. Your breakfast is like a meal in terms yeah, of meals because you're going to be working for the whole night yeah you're going to be mm. for the night so if you're doing a night shift or you're going to work at night then then your heaviest meal should be the seven o'clock eight o'clock whatever so the heaviest meal should be at the beginning of your day but at the end mm. of it all what it's all about it's about having enough calories for the body so if you're a heavy person if your job involves uh manual work then it's allowed to have a little bit more calories than someone who has a job for sitting it also depends on how much you are using up these calories so all that has to be taken care of as you think of how much you your intake is during the day and then um so healthy meals are very important so mm -hmm. towards the end of the day and it's time to rest then yes sleep pattern comes into place and when i say enough sleep it's it's like we normally say about eight hours hmm eight hours and the last time i slept I for eight months. hours i don't even like <laughs> all those days <laughs> it's not easy day to day uh um, no. um Day to day practice is not easy to get eight hours. I also marvel at that number. But then at least minimally <laughs> six six hours, but to six to eight hours is good time. It should be consistent. So um it's known that people who have a, a like a regular pattern sleep or like a regular sleeping time, uh, waking time actually have healthy sleep. Or so if I wake up like at seven. That's healthier than if my waking up time is erratic, like sometimes at four, yes. sometimes at 10, sometimes at seven. Yes. Oh. So other things that would actually give us good health is like um, regular exercise. So mm -hmm. <laughs> define regular. Regular. <laughs> Every like on, on, on like we, we normally say for like um, three to four, 
five days a week and needs to be about 20 to 30 minutes uh, minimally per session. So the whole idea is burning calories. So it can't just be five minutes only, you know, that's not enough for them. At least come up enough to be able to give you a good cardio workout. Mm. So, so it's not like, it's not either or. It's not like, oh, I don't exercise, but I eat healthy. Or I don't eat healthy, like I eat all like the wrong foods, but I exercise and burn all that fat. It's like a combination of both. It's actually a combination of, of both. Because mm. um, if you look at it, there are many ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about weight loss, then you want to really be very careful about the plate and, and, and also put in the exercises. But there are very many other added advantages to exercises apart from just weight loss. For example, posture, you know, you have those back pains and those um, random pains attacking you. Yeah, random pains, you know, like you wake up in the morning and the neck is painful. Mm. Like the muscles of the neck are painful, like what just happened? What happened to me? So so when you have, you doing regular exercises, when you have exercises uh, on a regular basis, you're able to activate these muscles so they are active, they're stretched enough, so you are able just to be healthy. Then it also helps you relax your mind, you know, like you go in for exercises and by the time you, 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 you just, by the time you enter stressed, you come out happy, you know, mm. it's all because it helps produce some hormones in the brain that gives you this high feeling of excitement and makes you relaxed, which gives you a happy self. So exercise is many things. Weight loss is just one of the advantages. One of the added advantages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it has a lot of... The biggest motivation. The biggest motivation. Yes, yes, yes. No one, no, like, we want to look popping. It's okay about the joy and other stuff, but yeah. Yeah. want to look hot. But to take you back yeah. on, like, the food... There's this whole debate about snacking plus having whole meals, right? So is it is snacking unhealthy? Is it not unhealthy? It's having just one big meal and not snacking unhealthy or does it really not matter? In the long run, it matters. One, because uh, generally for people who snack are people who don't plan like you, you don't have a meal plan, you know. Like, like you woke up. The plan I know is like. coming out. <laughs> I you don't know what you're gonna eat for breakfast. You don't know what you're gonna eat for lunch. You don't know what you're gonna eat for dinner. So in mm. between, you just snack. That's mm. that's one of the reasons that people snack. Or it's already lunchtime. You've not cooked yet. You, know, you don't have to feel like preparing anything so you decide mm, let me just snack on something and get done with it so one of the reasons why we snack is because we are not able to plan our meals so generally on a medical ground then it's better to take whole meals because they have a better regulated way that they are absorbed in the body and they have a sustained production of of of, of, of uh, glucose or what we, energy for the cells that is sustained over a period of time. So you feel uh, you feel satisfied or not hungry for a, for a couple of hours, you know? But then um, when you do a snack, 
it has a high surge of glucose to the body and the high surge also diminishes very quickly. So within a few hours, two hungry hours again. again. Now, if you plan to have snacks, then they better be healthy snacks. We have we have healthy snacks. Yeah. So for example, if you do like let's say um steamed pumpkin or wow. maybe you do pumpkin. No, Where am I going to get pumpkin? Okay. No, that's not even a snack. That's like food. Is it like steamed pumpkin? Know, food, right? food. <laughs> but steamed pumpkin is a bit healthier than taking some uh, deep fried uh, mini kind of foods like uh, chips crisps, and all that. Crisps, yeah, crisps. Yeah. And uh, I stopped the pumpkin one. So you said pumpkin is a meal, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a meal. Some of the healthy snacks are fruits because yeah. fruit is not a meal. So mm-hmm. you do like a salad. So you can do like a, or even a carrot, you know, like take it mm-hmm. as a snack and just mm-hmm. set a match on this for now. It's, it's a healthy snack. It's a good snack. It's a quick one also. The cucumbers, mm-hmm. the lettuce. So it's many of more of the fruits and the vegetables. And then if you think about modalities of cooking, then the steamed foods are actually healthy if you compare them to the deep fried foods. Um, mm-hmm. The baked foods are also healthy. So you can take, for example, uh, uh, an arrowroot or a cassava and have it baked. And that can be, mm-hmm. a, you know, take a bit of that, that can be a snack, you know, 10 mm-hmm. o'clock or, 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 or 4 o'clock meal. So those are some of the healthy snacks that you can do. But then b- largely, most of the snacks that you buy from a shop are probably not going healthy. to be on the healthy risk. Yeah, they're not going to be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most of the healthy snacks are the ones that you can actually make from home. Yeah, and this this is a lot of work. But anyway, they oh, have yes. been talking about <laughs> Naomi are really like uh, good, but yet at the same time, they are hard to stick with and to make those adjustments. So where would someone start? if they are to start practicing uh, these habits, what would be a starting point? How do I go about making these changes on a practical level? I think um, we just need to learn how to prioritize health. So how, what do I mean by that? Like you have to learn how to prioritize to take care of ourselves and take care of our health. And, and these are habits that if you create these habits, um, early alone in life, then become easier to, to go along with them with time. So, but I think there's some of the things that, that's, that's, for example, you need to have your own, you need to have a discipline, like, like your own, you, you already disciplined. This is how I do my routine. Uh, this is how I follow it through. And this is the time that I do this. Uh, this is how I plan for this. So I think one of the biggest thing will actually be you have to just be disciplined to make it work. Then you have to be consistently doing it over and over and over again. Then if you are consistent in it, then it becomes more like, um, you know, for example, brushing your teeth. Uh, someone doesn't have to remind you every day to brush your teeth because you've consistently done it over and over again that actually you don't think about you actually don't tell yourself oh I'm going to brush my teeth no you just do it without thinking through it mm-hmm. so it's the same thing That's that true. if you 
yeah if we put if we put some of these things into our everyday activity they become like a second nature to us like you don't think through them when you're doing it so but then how then can we do it with such a busy schedule i think that's where timing comes in and planning comes in you just have to cre create time and plan for them and that's why 10 minutes or 15 like if you just decide it's um an exercise workout for 20 minutes for three days a week or five days a week you just have to like calendar it and put it on your calendar and put it on your to-do list not just on the to-do list but put a time to it and put it in your schedule then that way it can work out but then if you just put it that i will exercise without planning for it it will not work out so i think it's all and then have practical um attainable goals so if you're very busy and all you can afford is 10 minutes, even that 10 minutes workout is enough. It's better than you didn't have any workout. And then you need to ask yourself, okay, I can afford 10 minutes. At what time can I afford these 10 minutes? I can afford these 10 minutes early in the morning. I can afford these 10 minutes midday or I can afford these 10 minutes late in the evening and schedule it into your day-to-day -day activity. Then that you are likely to do it than if it's not scheduled. And then planning has to be there. I talk about the reason why we don't eat healthy is because we don't plan for the meals. So you go to work mm -hmm. and you don't have any plan or not. A plan. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. What, whatever person passes by with some meal, that's what you're going to buy. So is it flies? Is it some deep fried chicken? Is it some anything? Anything. Because now you, you're hungry and you don't have any food. Yeah. So whatever is available at that time is what you're going to take. But if you planned a bit area, then you have food with you. And if you have a very busy, you don't have to cook every day, you know. You yeah. can choose a weekend or a set or one of your weekend days and just cook in bulk, mm -hmm. store them in containers, and then you just pick them and even label them by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day of uh -huh. the week you want to choose. So then you just pick it up and go to work lunchtime microwave it and you're good to go healthy meal planned meal within your attainable ranges at no extra costs so it helps to even budget you know yeah so, yeah so these are some of the things that just have to remind us of just how to make it work out i think things like drinking water is one of the things that we actually easily forget and we don't do it. On, uh, like, sometimes you drink water when you're thirsty. Yeah, I only drink water when you're thirsty. Or like carry a bottle around. This one I'm yes. so guilty of. Because like I love cute water bottles. So yeah, I same. have like water bottles. But I'm just not drinking the water. I'm just like feeling cute. Like see my hot water, water bottle thank you and look i look serious but you're not drinking that water it's just the, actually i stopped these days like i go to the dispenser get those two cups like drink the water like actually stand there and drink the water and throw the cup instead of filling a water bottle which is going to sit on my desk so you have to make sure you take the water so whether <laughs> the water bottle or it's a cup at the dispenser and what's the actual amount what's the actual amount because you guys a thing that stops me from taking water is having to pee like every like, you know you know how they be like i don't know take how many liters i'm like wow 
I'm going to be like walking to the bathroom. I don't know how many times in one hour. When you start drinking water, that's when you pee a lot because your kidneys are in culture shock. You know, oh, wow, so much water. Then, <laughs> so, but then when your body gets used to it, actually you don't pee as much. So interesting. It's, yeah, it's true. So should so, you start at once, like two liters, like the same, I'm like, now I'm going to start taking water. And then you just day one two liters. Also, do should you like gradually increase it? If you have not been taking, maybe start with like three hundred ml. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, and then like graduate to like five hundred, then one liter. Or should you just do cold turkey? Just be like, I'm now starting to take water. I'm going to take three liters today. I, I think we should. <laughs> you should aim at least attainable goals. Maybe gradually yeah. is better because then you 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 develop that habit slowly and the, the the habits that we develop gradually and slowly are tend to stick with us. You know about the the how we solidify habits. Um, if you do it consistently over a couple of days, of about days twenty thirty. I thought it's twenty one. Okay, twenty one. Fine, but shorten it. I thought it's thirty. <laughs> fine. Okay. <laughs> Consistently, at least a month, it's 30, yeah. So we do it consistently for 30 days then. So if, okay. if you should be taking two liters, it's 30 days of the two liters, not I took one week or two weeks to get to two liters. That, that oh. part of graduate is not calculated into the habit calculation. So it's when you are doing this, how many of this particular amount? Why are you so, taking? then it should be. If you because if I tell someone who does not take water to just take eight glasses of water just randomly like that, they yeah, probably don't too much. Yeah. So and I also always wonder like who what do they mean by glass? Because glasses are different sizes. An average glass is 250 mils, just generally. Okay. Okay. Yes. That makes so eight. Hey, yeah. Mom, that's yeah. a lot, you guys. You can do 100. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But then the amount of water you take is actually dependent on your weight. So there's actually a calculation. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like your weight multiply, I think, by 0.033. Then you get the amount of liters of water that you take in a day. Yeah. I I, I think you're calculating how much water you should take. Yeah. 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 And water is plain water, you know the carbonated drinks and all that are out of the equation. Even carbonated water, there is carbon. Why are you taking carbonated water, Carol? Just take water. The carbonated drinks, the sweetened drinks. You know nowadays you also have sweetened water? Yes. The sweetened water, the carbonated water, all those like change how your body responds to the water. It's stopping water. Okay, no, those ones, yes. Those ones, yes. But things like, you know how these days, uh, you can put like chia seeds in the water yeah oh so even those ones no 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 the chia seeds are not sweeteners those are supplements yeah they are not sweeteners yes but yes, I'm like, they're not sweeteners okay All those, right. ones, those ones will not change the water hemodynamics or how the body responds okay. to the water so another question um to you naomi is about the current fad diet that like there's so many diets out there right now um yeah 
about how to lose weight um, for the mothers, how to lose the pregnancy weight real quick and bounce back. And there are all these things. Some of them, I find them like so drastic of juice only for, I don't know, one week, like all of those green juices or mm. vegetables only, or I don't know, intermittent fasting. So I just want you to speak into the fat diets and weight loss um, being a sign of health. Is it like, is it really true? Is it just a perception that we have that the smaller you are, probably the healthier you are? Um, yeah. And how healthy are these diets, to be honest? Or are we just punishing our bodies? What, what, so a fad diet. So a fad is an English word. So I like starting from there. And fad means like it's a practice followed by followed for a time with exaggeration, like exaggerated zeal or something. Oh, so, so that explains. Have a fad. <laughs> That's yeah, the answer. Like a... Exaggeration. <laughs> yes. So a fad diet. It's some. It's actually something that you do with over time with an exaggerated or intensity with a higher intensity. So that's what fad diet is all about. You are doing something with some exaggeration with some increased intensity to achieve a certain goal. So for most of the people, fad diets are taken for weight loss purposes. So uh, you want to do something exaggerated for a shorter time of time for a shorter duration to achieve a certain weight for a certain function or for whatever reason or whatever um, uh, reason that you're all outcome you're looking up to. So now, the fad diets, are, they will give you what we call short-term achievements, but they are not sustainable. The, in the long term, it's very right? difficult to sustain diet. Like I can't yes. just drink juice alone. Yes. <laughs> so if, <laughs> if you want to lose weight by one month, okay, it's going to get you there. But after that it's very difficult to sustain it. Mm -hmm. So remember, we're talking about healthy lifestyles. Yeah, so this is not lifestyle. really a healthy life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's not a lifestyle because you cannot sustain that for long. Otherwise, you get into some level of malnutrition, you know? Like your body will be lacking something in one way or another. Your hair will start falling off because you don't have enough micronutrients. Your nails will just start breaking because they are not strong enough, you know? Health is mm. not about weight. There's also a lot of micronutrients that goes to sustain the small, small uh, processes or hemostasis in the body. So we have to sustain that also. So the fat diets are not the best way forward. So if you can have more sustainable um, ways of losing weight. So, and, and these fat diets, I mean, you know, you know some of them are just... Um, Juice, like you said, Junior. So, juice, some of them are just don't eat uh, this meal. Yeah, avoid the carbohydrates. Don't eat the whey. Don't eat the, do the keto diet only. Do the, mm -hmm. I, I, if you cannot sustain that way as a lifestyle, then it's not a healthy habit for you. That's how I look at it. If you can sustain it, then it's a healthy habit. Um, is there like a certain weight that we say this is the ideal weight? Is it different for everyone? Why are we also driven to being small? 
air quotes. I'm putting air quotes. But um <laughs> yes, but like I'm assuming like as we grow my body changes. So I'm not I'm not as yeah. small as I was when I was 16, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not as small as yeah, I was sure. before I got my baby. Yes. Um so how like how will I know that okay fine how can I give myself grace but also not not like give myself too much grace and just become unhealthy you get what I mean how can I be like okay my body yeah. is changing of course I've gained weight um might not go back to the weight that I was before the baby but how much weight then will you be like okay now it's this is too much you need to lose weight okay so I think from the starting the basic point you just start from a BMI. BMI, uh, first of all, the BMI is a body mass index. So it's kind of measures the amount of body, body fat or body weight compared to your height and how much you should be weighing. BMI is the first outlook to health. So like when you go to a hospital, that's the first thing they'll check for you, like in terms of weight. And, mm. and if someone tells you you're obese, those are the markers that they use. They check your BMI, and if your BMI is above uh, 25, 25 and above, then you're overweight. If it's 30 and above, then you're obese. And do those machines so in town? Do those machines in town work? Those BMI machines those, are they for real? <laughs> those, are they BMI machines yes. or just weight machines? <laughs> is it here or is it in Kampala, which has BMI machines? And I think it's I think it's Kampala, Carol, right? Yeah, in Kampala, yeah, they're there. They're there. Oh, the street, they're like, there. like the measuring yeah. machines. Like there are those weight yeah. ones and BMI if it ones. Measures, if it measures your weight and it measures your height, then you can calculate your BMI. Okay, so they're and real. It does. Yeah. It yes. does. Yeah. Yeah. So as okay. long as, because those are the two parameters, you just you just need a weight and, and a height to be able to calculate the BMI. So if you have those two parameters, then you can be able to get your BMI. So then okay. apart from getting the BMI, what next is interpretation of the data. So once you get your BMI, then you need to interpret where does it uh, run, where does it fall in the category of BMI classifications. Then now from there, then now you can do something about it. If you're underweight, you need to build some muscle. If you are normal, you need to maintain. If you are overweight, you need to do something about the weight. So the other ones will be to check your sugar levels, and to check your cholesterol levels. So those ones are also good markers of health, which should be done on a regular, maybe every year, so that you're able to adjust your lifestyle according to other measurements, you know, like not just your weight, but also according to your cholesterol levels. The people who are actually very slim and will pass for the BMI to be normal, but when you do their cholesterol levels, they're over the roof, they're high. Mm. Yeah, so they, they cannot be classified as healthy individuals, you know. They're, they're still unhealthy, though they're slim. Their weight is, their BMI is within normal, but but they, they're not healthy because their cholesterol levels are, are high. So those are just some of the ways to just uh, monitor our, our, ourselves and, and to know whether you're really healthy or not. Her and I were just way. laughing about that, actually. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. how we don't go to hospital until we are sick. 
Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> and until you feel real sick, or because even these yes. others who can be like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Maybe let me just go buy. I don't know what you like. Buy painkillers mm-hmm. and buy what mm-hmm. until when finally you're like, okay, now it's just not working. Let me go. Why are we like that? <laughs> we just don't grow from. It's. I think it's cultural. We 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 mm. we've not come. We've not grown up in a culture of looking for diseases. You actually, yeah, actually that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for disease. That's true. Yeah. I don't want to say it in my Swahili language because you say it, it sounds... well. <laughs> that is the word. Looking for diseases. Like, right. Where are you going? Yeah. You mean checkup? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and and they keep on telling us that if you go for a checkup, you'll get something. You'll definitely get definitely something. get something. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so. true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yes, like, it is. You will go, and then the doctor will be like, "Hey, but then you have, I don't know, pressure. Yeah. Pressure. They're like, please, boss. I have been fine." <laughs> and, and those ones that are and those ones that are just incidental findings, they still don't do anything about it. Most of them, like, but I didn't have a problem, so what should I do about it? <laughs> yeah, and so that's why also the question of supplements comes. Like, why? What am I supplementing if my body is feeling fine? You know, mm-hmm. and are mm-hmm. supplements a thing or not? I think my, my question is: There's been this whole debate about supplements. Yeah, at what age you should start taking supplements? I have had the mentality like it's old people who take supplements. Because they are old and now their bodies like need need extra, you know, like Mm -hmm. extra. So they need to supplement what what they're Mm -hmm. already eating from their diet. But Mm -hmm. I always feel like what is in those supplements that I can't get from the fruits, the vegetables that I buy every day in the market. Mm It's expected that we should get these nutrients from our normal diet. Um, that is the expectation. But then you're not able to get this, you're not able to get this nutrient from your normal diet for one reason or another. Special situations, for example, in pregnancy, where the demand mm-hmm. for some of these nutrients is higher, then supplements will actually be important because you have higher demands for the calcium, you have iron uh, supplements then it's okay to do the supplements because then that will help stimulate the body and all that now in between here why would you need supplements there's a lot of stories about having to take these supplements over and over again but if you Mm -hmm. have a healthy diet generally you don't need supplements you have gotten that food in a normal diet one way or another now in this era of this covid era and We've been really talking about supplements because you all know that we keep on saying the vitamin C and all those things to immunity, then you are immune system is well built up to fight infections. There are some supplements that would actually help to build immunity, the vitamin C's, the fish oils, those are the omega fats, they're very good for immunity. But then, like you said, the fish oils, you can get them from the cod not all fish, by the way, it's a cod liver fish, the cod, mm. yeah, cod liver fish. So you need to get them for those, that can, kind of specific fish. Of course, all the other fish also have a bit of omega, but just in, quant- in smaller quantities. So it's all about um, getting these foods in the right numbers, but then 
I think it's also okay to supplement in some situations, but then it should not be there. You should not do it with the intention that it's a main source of mm. the nutrient. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It should remain a supplement. Like the word suggests. Be, yeah, like the word suggests. So it's okay to have seasons in your life that you need to take supplements. Mm -hmm. So maybe you have you have a skin breakout and your skin is not healing. It's okay to take some help with the healing of the skin, you know? Um, so we are closing. And um, to close us off, we'd just like you to just give us a parting shot. Like what, as a doctor, what's the one thing that you would want to tell young adults and our definition of young adults is very fluid, so it is okay. <laughs> That's <It's> right. <laughs> think widely. Cast the net wide. What's the, <laughs> what's the one thing you'd want to tell young adults to, uh, in, in terms of health? Health, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. from a health perspective, how do we promote our health and wellness? What's, the, what's that one thing that you'd tell us to close us off? The one thing I would say is that um, as we grow on all other aspects of our life, we need a healthy body to be able to achieve all those dreams that you are putting on paper to do and to be that fantastic uh, production to everyone around you, to the community, to the family, to everyone. And for you to be optimum in your production, then you need to be healthy. In very many ways, you need to have mental health and you need to have physical health. And for you to invest in good health, it needs a bit of time, it needs a bit of discipline. It actually needs consistency. And I think the biggest thing is actually discipline. So you just have to be disciplined in investing in your health to achieve all those dreams that you've put into paper. Well wow. said. Thanks, Naomi. <laughs> you are welcome. Thank you too for hosting me. It was nice having you. So we're going to close it off here. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. As always, it's a pleasure. And catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.